Thank God for all of you, and I'm glad it, it's, it's good to be here. Miss Joanne wouldn't, wasn't able to travel with me on this trip, and uh, she actually may be back up here this week, and so we're kind of tag-teaming right now and, and uh, taking care of some things, um, had some family things that, that took place. My, my sister-in-law, her, her dad passed away, and so we got a funeral coming up now, and and um, just just some other things that sometimes sometimes life happens, you know you you know I, you know sometimes I start a week and I have a certain plan and <laughs> especially as a pastor you know I mean and, and a leader of charter schools and things so that that happens but um, but anyway I. Man, I'm so refreshed. I'm glad I'm here this morning. And I pray that, that you were blessed and ministered to in that as well. You know, we've, here we are. We started a new year. And, uh, and it's such a good time. You know, I, I, you, you, you know, I hear some that struggle with that. You know, some, sometimes I, I, I hear some people downplay it and, and don't want to talk about it as much. And, and I get it, you know. I mean, right now, all the gyms are full. Wait till about February and you can find a spot on a treadmill. You know? <laughs> right? I mean, you know, sometimes those things are short-lived. You know, the, the New Year resolution. But, you know, there's, there's something about when you really look at that, uh, resolution is not a bad word. It's not. It, resolution is about uh, getting a focus. Come on, how many of you ever looked at, through binoculars or, come on, for us in West Texas, a scope? <laughs> and, and you're able to tune that in. Because have you ever looked, or a camera, and, it's, and it was out of focus, and you're able to focus that. You're bringing resolution to that. And so... I think our lives, it's, it's a good thing for us as we enter into a new year to just sometimes just take that moment and say, okay, God, out in the future, what is that? Because that's what happens with binoculars. You're able to pull them up. You're able to look out there. What's ahead? And then, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, we got to bring them down and live out between us and that, Right? Because it's still out there in the distance. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice just to keep them up? Okay, wow. <laughs> and it's like, no. Reality, you know, you bring them back down. And, but what you saw out there that God revealed, that God set before you, maybe some of those goals, some of those things that you're going to move toward in this year. You know, in, 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 when you think about, you know, the, the Hebrew calendar and just... Throughout the Old Testament, you see the feasts, those, those three main feasts every year. They had other holidays and things, but those three main feasts, there was, there was, there's something built into that because God knows, he knows the, the, where humanity's at, that we need those moments to reset. We need moments to come back in a fresh way before him. And so those feasts, they have different emphasis and meaning, but underlying it all three of those main feasts are set up to where you're able to come and have a reset you come back to God and you allow something fresh to take place between you and in that relationship that you have with God and and so you know for us as a in, in coming into a new year I think it's it's just a good moment for us 
and we can focus in on that and we can um, really do that for our lives. And as we, as we move forward though, um, you know, I just, I, I, I preached something completely different in San Angelo last week. And um, for, for Arlington, I just, and, and I can see why, you know, with some of the, the things that I feel like that God's bringing. And so I know that there's, there, there's reasons for this because it was early morning hours this morning that I, that I really felt to pivot and shift and change the message and to talk to you about hope. You know, there's something about a, a godly expectation, a godly expectation. That's, that's hope. And, and you need to understand he is the God of hope. We, we know, we, 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 we see him, you know, it says that God is love, but there's a very specific passage of scripture, and we'll probably hit it, you know, before we leave, is that it says, God is the God of hope. And so, because here, here's, here's what I found. If we're not careful, we'll put hope in a whole lot of other things. And, the, and, and I get it, you know, to, to, you know, to set some goals or have some dreams or some things that you want to achieve or that you're, you're moving into and, and to, but, but I think we still, um, because Proverbs says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And, and sometimes we put our hope in the wrong things. But if you put your hope in God, you, you never have to be disappointed if you fully and really understand it. And so that's my, 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 my desire is that, that we'll, we'll be able to really have a depth and understanding of, of hope. I had somebody tell me this past week, we were in a team meeting on the school side, so it wasn't with my church staff. <laughs> Try to protect the guilty, you know, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and and we're you know facing some tough times, you know, just economically and just some challenges and different things, and especially in as a charter school, you know, in public ed, you know, we're we're entering into a new legislative session, and all school districts are are somewhat like. What are they going to do to us this 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 round? You know, it it just it's part of the nature of that with legislators because they pass laws, and something and I, and I really think that you know they mean well, but sometimes they're 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 given information that's not correct, <laughs> or they think they know how to fix something. And they may not, they have no idea what we deal with in education. And so they, they pass a law and then we're left trying to figure this out. And so we, so right now we're in one of those moments. So I've, I've, I've already had, um, a, you know, a meeting with a, with a state board of education member, with a senator, with a house of representative, and I've got other meetings lined up. I mean, this is, this is that moment where, my time, I have to, I have to shift. I've got to focus, and I got to look at this because there's a, a lot of things that could impact us and education as a whole in Texas. And um, and where I was going with that, that was a long story. <laughs> Maybe you know more about my life. Pray for me. <laughs> but this staff member, you know, is like, 
well, I feel hopeless, you know, there's no hope here, you know, and, and, and I just shared specific things that I felt like were words from God that God gave me that should have instilled some hope, and they missed it. And I didn't, you know, hang them out or anything, you know, I mean, sometimes, sometimes, I don't know about you, but I've missed some things, and they, but they missed it. So I had to, I had to kind of track back very gracefully and, and share some more of that of, because it's, it's one, if, if, you know, it's kind of what, what, what Jack was sharing, you know, in that passage, you know, with Paul, if the, cause the reality is everything that he went through, if in this life alone was all we had to hope in, come on, we're most miserable. That's what Paul said. <laughs> But it's beyond. And our hope is ultimately in him. So, so we want to we look at, at how that looks. And, and, and I know that we'll face storms. It doesn't, I, like I was sharing with my team, I'm like, okay, when I'm, when I'm sharing these kinds of things, it's not that all of a sudden Walt Landers has his head buried in the sand just hoping stuff goes away. Or I'm not in the clouds, you know, with my head in the clouds, you know, in this, this euphoria, you know, that I've created where I'm not in reality. It, it's, it's, it's not that. But, but yet God is God. God is God in spite of the challenges that we may face. Now, storms of life are promised to us. I didn't get one amen. <laughs> I mean, come on. Jesus said, storms are going to come. You know, so they're, they're I mean, it's in red. Jesus said, <laughs> storms are going to come. And, and the question is, what are you going to build your house on? And, and if we're not careful, sometimes we... We want to blame, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's easier just to defer that. Well, we just blame the devil. <laughs> well, we'll, 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 we'll blame God. Well, what's God teaching me? But, you know, sometimes there's, these storms are self-inflicted. Hey, uh, did, we, did we get that picture? I've had this meme that that uh, I, I had to send out to my to my team because of some of this conversation, and I don't I don't know if this'll, you know, uh, hopefully it doesn't offend anybody, but but uh, I, I just I just thought that that um, it might be a good good visual. I don't I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll see if they get it up. But there you go. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. Sometimes, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> My African family, you relate really well. That would be not a good decision, right? <laughs> and sometimes, though, you know, we have to, we have to just realize that, okay, I shouldn't have done that. But even in that, you can repent. You can ask God to forgive you. You can run to him, not from him. Come on, need God. 
I heard that in Narcisse prayer over and over and over this morning back there. And that is one of my main points of yesterday's message. So I won't re-preach that today. But, but I, God's saying something. Need him. Need him. And watch what he does. I want to I just give you a little bit, you know, the, the actual Greek, I won't go into the lot of, lot of the, um, all of it, but, but it's to, to anticipate, to have this expectation. And when, when God's involved in something, it just, it's, it's so much easier for that to, to happen. Um, reading here from Romans chapter 8, very familiar passage, but I want to start back up, kind of before the, the famous passage. Uh, in verse 24 of Romans chapter 8, it says, For we are saved in this hope. We're saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. Say, what? <laughs> For why does one still hope for what he sees? In other words, if you already experience it, it's not really hope. But if we hope for what we do not see, what you're not experiencing, we eagerly wait for it with what? With what? Come on, I need some of you to say it. Perseverance. That, you know, it, it, that's almost a bad word, isn't it? <laughs> we'll come back to that likewise i just let it simmer you know some things got to cook a little bit anyway likewise the spirit also helps in our weakness look at the look at the hope in this Look what, look what he starts. The likewise, the spirit also helps in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And now he who searches the hearts knows the mind of the spirit. Excuse me. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. It's about the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So powerful. So powerful. So the first thing that, that I really saw in this, in this passage, and I'll have to hit these pretty quick now for sake of time, but hope is having the right perspective. Hope is having the right perspective. We have to see things more from how God sees things. Because if we're not careful, we'll look at circumstances of life, we'll look at situations, and, and it, will, it will absolutely feel hopeless. But if we can see things from God's perspective, I mean, all the way through the Bible, there are situations that people have faced. And they're looking at it going, oh, no, we're in trouble. And then God 
the, come on, the God factor, I call it. <laughs> but God. But God. You know, when, when they're surrounded, you know, by an army, you know, and, and the prophet says to his servant, you know, his servant's going, we're in trouble. Man of God, we're in trouble. And he said, Lord, open his eyes. And he sees the hills, the mountains around, lined with the angels that will do war and battle for them. All over and over and over again, all the way through the Bible, you see when that, that when just in human frailty, we only look in, in, at situations and circumstances, viewing it through the lens of what we can do. We'll fall short. But when you get a different perspective and you see something from God's, I was, again, so impacted. You know, a lot of you just, just hadn't been around Miss Joanne enough. I mean, she's one strong lady. And, and I can talk about her. She's not here, so... <laughs> and, I, and I've just watched her do this through the years. So, so here we are. One of our, our elders, longtime elders, has been, been, uh, been with us. Well, he's been with the church long, you know, before I got back there. You know, and I just celebrated 25 years. So Mr. Mesa has, has been a part of the church. He's, I brought him in. I brought him in as an elder, though, 25 years ago. After I, after I showed about 24 years. And, um, you know, he had that massive heart attack. They, the, the doctors initially, they, they, they absolutely said no hope. There was no response. There was nothing. They said that, that uh, it was 100% blockage on that main artery for about 23 minutes. So they were like, he's toast. And, and, and they were able to, his son immediately started CPR, but they didn't think that it w was doing anything because of the blockage. And he did CPR all the way to the hospital in the back end of a pickup. They ran him into cath lab and, and put a stent in and opened that up. But they said the damage was done to the brain. And so he was dazed. About nearly, nearly a week later, it wasn't quite a week, I think it was five days later, um, they told, they told his, his wife, you know, they, they came in and, uh, what they, what they did is a, um, um, they, they did this, this process that they can do for the, for the brain is they take the body's temperature way down cold and, and leave them there. And then over it's like a 48-hour period, and then they bring, they warm them back up, and they say that it allows the brain to start refiring, almost like resetting a, a computer, and and allows it to start refiring everything. And um, and so they did all that, and still there was nothing. He no movement, no didn't open his eyes, didn't. There was nothing. He's still on a heart pump. He's still on oxygen. I mean, all of that, and uh, and so. You know, the, the ER doctor, you know, he, he, he came in and um, in the, in, at the early on in that and, and just had gathered the family up. So we're in a little area there off to the side and, and Joanne and I are there. The family's there and, um, and the doctor just, just gave the, all the bad report in the natural and said that people don't walk away from this. He said that kind of heart attack, even if, People are in the hospital already, rarely survive it. 
And use the word, ordinarily people don't survive it. Well, you just made my wife mad. <laughs> and sure enough, I mean, here's the family boohooing. I'm standing there. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about loving on them, you know, and, care, and Joanne just steps forward and says, but our God is not ordinary. Raymond Mace is not ordinary. This family's not ordinary. And I mean, she just went off. This doctor's looking at her like, who the heck is this crazy lady? <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden the family went <laughs> Monica you know the daughter was just I mean she was a ball and mess and Miss Joanne did that and she just sucked it up and went yes ma'am okay <laughs> and from that moment they started fighting the fight of faith I visited Raymond um, yesterday before coming He's, he's out of rehab, he's, he's walking, he's, he's functioning in so many areas. Um, he's, he, they have him in the gym, and he's, he's, I mean, fully mobile and everything. There is still some cognitive things that are coming back initially when I walked in. Um, there's been times when I'll visit, and he'll see me, recognize me right off. Uh, yesterday, he, he didn't initially, and then for the, for the conversation was over about halfway in the visit, he's asking me questions about the school because he serves as a school board president. <laughs> Stuff's coming back. And, and, and what they did, at, at one point, five days into it, they, they said, we can, we can unplug him from the machines and he'll pass, or we can trach him and put him in a specialized nursing home, and he's just going to be a vegetable. And Norma said, I want to, I want to go, go home and spend two days in prayer and fasting. Thank God for a praying wife. I don't know about you, but... <laughs> and, and, I mean, all of a sudden, you know, the next day, he opens his eyes. And it just started from there. And just day by day, there's progress. There's progress. There's progress. I would love for it to be much more instantaneous. And I prayed for him again before I left. And I'm praying the, that kind of faith. And, and yet, sometimes those miracles and those breakthroughs and the things do happen in process. But we're celebrating all the victories and all the moments. And I really spent a lot of time on that. Come on, Jeremiah 29 11. Most of you know it. If you don't, you ought to write this scripture out. You ought to put it up on your mirror in places, maybe the refrigerator, wherever you go and frequent at. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Number two, hope is staying steadfast. This is about perseverance. The, the reality is that there's times that, that in, this, in this hope that is hope in God, it is linked to perseverance. It is linked to endurance. It is linked to being anchored in our soul. And that's, that's what Hebrews uh, chapter 6, 19, 20 says. This hope 
this hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil, into the presence of God. This hope, excuse me, it's an anchor of our soul. It's an anchor of our soul to, to allow um, your hope in God to carry you through something. That expectation, that picture of what you believe that God has for you. Don't let the world paint that picture. Don't let others paint that picture. Don't let yourself or an, the enemy paint that picture. Man, I was faced with this a few years back. We had, we had a, a real challenging situation at a, at a campus out, out west, and, um, and we were having a lot of struggles with it. And, um, and um, some of the team and, and even um, others had advised it, just close it. And I felt like I had a word from God on it. Uh, so much, so much so. I, I, we were, we had applied to actually go to this city, and um, and I had a guest speaker in that that moves in prophetic ministry, and and he didn't know anything about it. He didn't know what it was, and he he literally was there. He preached, he taught, he was walking off the platform, and all of a sudden he just stops and he turns and looks at me and says, "God says your influence is spreading in name the city," and we were awarded that approved to go to that city. And so I feel like that, that we have an assignment. Listen, just because you have an assignment and you're on mission for God, don't somehow think that, that the devil, you know, is just going to lay down or just get out of your way just because you got a word from God. Sometimes that battle you're facing is because you're doing the will of God. Don't think that, well, I'm facing all this. I must be doing something wrong. No, you might be doing something right. <laughs> and so allow for that, that hope to allow for perseverance and to know that, you know what? If I'm on mission, be anchored in your soul. God is God. And God's, God's the God of breakthrough. You don't always know when that moment is. And, and we have had miracle after miracle at that, in that place. And, I, and I, I just, there's still a fight. There's a warfare over there. It really is. But I know that we're on mission. And so that perseverance kicks in. Number three, the last one. Hope is fully trusting God. Hope is fully trusting God. I'm going to read this passage of scripture. This is Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. It says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope, whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters. This reminds you of Psalm 1. It said, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when he comes. Look at that. Will not fear when heat comes. When the fiery trial comes. 
See, stop, stop thinking, well, I'll never have any more problems if I come to Jesus. Listen, if somebody told you that and you gave your life to Jesus and then all hell broke loose, they lied to you. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, <laughs> the devil was not happy when Walt Lander said yes to Jesus. <laughs> and he won't be happy with you. But you know what? God is bigger than him. God is creator, not Satan. God is God, King of kings and Lord of lords. You've got to, you've got to embrace that, that, that in this, there's just something. And I have, I have fought these battles, I'm telling you. We went through a situation. Some of you heard our story, you know, in more detail, short version. You know, Erica at six years old, my oldest daughter, diagnosed with cancer, was given less than a 10% chance, you know, of survival. And, um, you know, and she's, what, 30? About, oh, she just turned 34. Anyway, and she's ornery as ever, doing great. <laughs> Masters in, in special education and giving her life to help, help kids that struggle. But I remember we were, we were pastoring just outside of Austin and all, all of her support staff, you know, all the, the hospitals. And, and she had come through to where, you know, there, there wasn't cancer visible there, but they had already told us, you know, man, we got to monitor this, this type of cancer. It, it, you know, they, they, were just, they were just absolutely convinced it was coming back. It was the type that she was battling. Less than 10% chance of survival. And I had another doctor tell me that they gave us that because that's just what they do. Because there really wasn't any chance. And the church had called in San Angelo. I had been going out to preach. I felt like God gave us a word that we were supposed to move back. And here we are moving back. Already accepted the pastorate, you know, to become the senior pastor back in San Angelo. And... And knowing that we're leaving where she had all her support care, all of her doctors and everything was there, and now we're moving three and a half hours away. And there was such a struggle with Joanne and I in, in that moment. And lo and behold, we, we are... I, matter of fact, I was in San Angelo. Joanne was with her at a doctor's appointment, and they had... They had done this this uh, annual you know scan uh, well they're seeing this spot on her lung and like oh it's probably back you know what I was in route I was moving us because I, I was driving and it was like I don't know if anybody's ever had this experience you know nowadays you don't really wear out tires like this it won't pass inspection but in when I was growing up, you would wear, you would drive on a set of tires until the threads are hanging out, you know, and up. And, and if you ever had one of those old tires, you know, that whoa, 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 and it's like it makes a sound. It like is talking to you. I'm on my last leg. Please change me. <laughs> and it was like I had the devil sitting on my shoulder. Told you it's coming back. 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 And it was like, all the way back, I'm fighting that. And finally, at one point, I, I got so mad, I started screaming. I'm in the car. I'm on the highway. I mean, who cares? You know, <laughs> they think you're crazy, whatever. And, I, I, and I'm like, 
I mean, I'm just making those, those declarations of the word of God over her. Well, they took her and they did a full MRI and come to find out scar tissue. Devil's a liar. But he wants you to believe and come into agreement with his lies. He's come to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Let your hope arise. Be strong in him. When you trust in the Lord and put your hope in him, come on, you're like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water that puts down deep roots. You're not just blown over by the little wind, that, the bigger wind that's blowing out here. <laughs> that you can stand strong. Romans 15, 13, closing. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope Come on. Let's abound in hope. This is a super abundance. It's an overflow. It means you end up having more than enough. You got enough hope you share with someone else. Come on. Oh, <laughs> you can, even if you came from that street, you know, you can go from a hope dealer or from a dope dealer to a hope dealer. Come on. You, you ought to be a hope dealer. You're so full of abundance of hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Get filled up with him. Begin to allow the God of hope to just overflow in your life. Come on, you're not done. We just, we, we just realize, you know what? God's not done with Raymond Mesa. But you know what else has happened? There's been a revival breakout in that family kids and family members that weren't serving God are serving God. They're in church. They, the, the, his, his son and daughter are in that room de making declarations of the word of God over him. They are fully engaged. <laughs> and Norma's just Norma. His wife, she's just as steady as they go. <laughs> God's got this. Come on, God's got this. Some of you just got to look at 2023 and go, God's got this. Whatever. You know what? Because my, my hope's not in circumstances and stuff. My hope is in him. God will make a way when there is no way. He's the way maker. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to worship him. So we close out here. And I want you to, I, I know that, that Jack will come and, and dismiss us. Or Pastor Lane. Uh, Somebody will. I don't know who. <laughs> and, and, but in this, take this moment to engage in worship and let God do something that, that seals that, that solidifies that that, that, that helps that this morning. And just talk to him about it. it whatever, whatever was going on, what are you thinking about? What are you concerned about? Cast all your care over on him. Just let your hope just, man, let's worship together.